Hello there, my name is Jeff and welcome to the Game Shark Podcast, episode 19, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, customizable genitalia. <laughs> hey, cyberpunk! <laughs> that was such... Uh, this is a bit of a news story right out the gate, but yeah. Apparently in the new cyberpunk game, you can customize your genitalia, which is... Biggest boobs ever! Uh, I was telling Andrew before Jeff, we started hit him. recording. Uh, hit him I, with it. I read that out loud to Allison, and she just she's like, wait, what? And I said to her, I'm going to give myself the longest labia. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she fucking lost it because you know it's, oh like, my God. it's the curveball you expect me to say longest dick but i didn't <laughs> being progressive you gotta keep it realistic um and video games <laughs> today i am joined by andrew hey yo derek hey and returning tyler tcon hey welcome back buddy great to be back i'm very happy uh, so we, you are here for a very specific reason. We, but wait, wait, wait. who but, are you? I, I'm, I said it in the beginning. It's part Did of my know, very, whatever. my beginning spiel. I'm Jeff. Um, I'm just staying on top of it. I'm Jeff. Uh, we are doing our Final Fantasy VII remake spoiler cast today. I am very excited yeah. about this. The game has been out for, I think, almost exactly a month now. Almost, I think tomorrow yeah, will be a month. Is. And we're going to go into it. Tcon beat the game about 20 minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> Just rolled credits. So uh, we run the gambit, like I said last time you were on Tcon, of me being like a Final Fantasy VII expert, Andrew being a Final Fantasy VII enthusiast, Derek being a Final Fantasy Wait, VII what? amateur, and then Tcon being a Final Fantasy VII uh, noob. So we we have the full spread here of final fantasy 7 knowledge and we're gonna go real deep into it uh if you're here specifically for the final fantasy 7 spoiler cast i'll put a time code in the description for this episode so you can just jump right to that if you don't want to hear us ramble about other stuff uh but let's start this train like we always do with an email and steve is back on the ball everybody oh thank god he sent us an email so this is from steve the subject is final fantasy 7 He said, hello, everyone. I apologize for not emailing last week. I forgot to fact check and send my email by Thursday. It is still saved in my drafts, but the content isn't relevant anymore. The one important point is that you all need to start appreciating Andrew's humor. I am still laughing about Andrew's (laughs) joke involving hard mode and short skirts. (laughs) That one uh, really, really got him good. He really thought that was funny. He told me about it three separate times, and this would be number four. He goes on to say, do you guys think that Kim Jong-un was missing because he was playing Final Fantasy VII Remake? Final Fantasy came out on April 10th, and Kim Jong-un went missing April 11th. Coincidence? I think not. It isn't like the state media would admit that that was hiding away playing video games. That's a poorly written sentence. (laughs) As acceptable as it is to play video games all days, leaders of the state probably shouldn't be doing that. Playing Final Fantasy with the Pleasure Squad snacks and drinks sounds awesome even to me. Uh, I think that he cracked the code because Kim Jong Un reappeared what a couple days ago. Uh, mm-hmm. He it took me three weeks to platinum the game, and assuming that he's not as great of a gamer as I am, I don't mean to, you know, go out of my way and make assumptions <laughs> about Kim Jong Un. But about three and a half weeks to platinum Final Fantasy VII remake for the leader of North Korea. It's plausible. I could see it. I don't know what you guys think about that, but. 
you know? I think it's more likely he was playing Final Fantasy VII because the PlayStation just came out in North Korea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Good call, good call. His mind is blown. <laughs> uh, Steve goes on. No one, no, one tell, no one tell him about Aerith. <laughs> Steve goes on to say, have any of you guys seen the Final Fantasy VII movie? Should I watch it? I have seen it. I rewatched it. Uh, recently before 7 Remake came out, you should not watch it because you have never played Final Fantasy 7 and it would be absolute nonsense to you. It's partial nonsense to me who very much understands <laughs> Final Fantasy 7. So definitely do not watch it. I've been meaning to watch it. You would like it. And I think... Especially now. Especially now. Uh, it's relevant again. So... For some ungodly reason, uh, it is now relevant. <laughs> the last thing that Steve says is, I have I have what I think is an easy trivia question, but I wanted to test your sports knowledge. Here's the question. Who was the star player of the Tecmo Bowl? Best Steve. Do any of you... Uh, I was going to add this later, but I'm almost confident none of you will know the answer to this. So I'm doing it now instead of during the normal trivia. Is the, is the Tech Mobile football? Yeah, it's a football game for the NES. Okay. The only one who uh, I think might have a shot is Derek, but I'm not convinced. Dude, I don't know anything about football the now. The star oh, of the Tech Mobile? Yeah, like, like, who's the face of it? Like, what, what football player is the face uh, of the game? I had Tech Mobile for my original game boy it was one of it was one of the games that remember when i said i had five games tech mobile was one of them really yeah huh. uh, you know are you sure because i think that you listed all five of them before and that was not one of them oh maybe oh you know what it was uh i think my stepbrother's game i think uh, he had tech mobile because he had tech mobile and a bug's life <laughs> <laughs> two classic hits do you know the answer? Uh, what, Joe Montana, maybe? Uh, T-Con, do you have a guess? No? T-Con, are you even there? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me now? Do you have a guess for the question? I laughed and said no. <laughs> uh, the answer is Bo Jackson, I guess. I, oh, I had to look it up. Okay. I had no idea. Um, all right so yeah that's uh, that yeah that, that guy that's that right, guy yeah. that football player yeah. uh thanks for trying steve but wrong crowd yeah all right let's move on to news uh i was telling the guys before we started recording that i want to try to go through this quickly because i don't want us to have like a three and a half hour episode uh so we're gonna try to get through news and what we've been playing in a decent time frame so let's start there's a lot of fighting game stuff um that happened in the last week so let's start there yeah two new characters coming to two pretty prominent fighting games right now we have ultra instinct goku coming to dragon ball fighters which is yep sweet uh i don't know goku number five is this the fifth goku i thought it was the sixth. it might be it might be six (laughs) there okay so there's normal goku there's base goku super saiyan goku kid goku super saiyan blue goku okay this might be five vegeta gogeta uh, those, no, are, Vegito. those are kind of Goku. I don't know. There's a lot Isn't of Gokus. There... I mean, it's Gogeta, not Gogeta. Yeah, what, what, whatever, whatever, man. Why would it be Gogeta? It's not Vegeta. It's definitely Gogeta. <laughs> yeah. Did I just blow your mind with that one? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I haven't played uh, Dragon Ball Fighter since it came out, uh, but we played a decent amount when it first came out. We really, really liked it. And you've been trying to get me to go back to it recently, Andrew. Yeah, 
I still yeah. have it installed on my computer, and it's staring me in the face yeah, all the time. Too. And I'm like, been I quite played a while. That in a while. That. Yeah, maybe we can uh, randomly go into it at some point and give it a shot. There's maybe. a lot of new characters. What ended up happening is we started playing it, and you were way better than me because you like memorized. I learned the combos basic and combos, stuff. And I was just, you know, fucking around. And then I, you know, learned how to do some things on my characters. And then we were pretty even. And then we both just got really frustrated because we're competitive. <laughs> That's what happens. Um, <laughs> So, on top of that, they just announced a bunch of new stuff for Mortal Kombat 11. Most notably, yeah, that Robocop gotta... is coming to Mortal Kombat 11, along with some new story DLC. Still got to finish that. And yeah, they're bringing back Shiva, and, and I don't remember the other guy's name. Um, yeah, I knew you were a big Mortal Kombat fan, Tikon, so that's part of why I included this. Uh, yeah, how, how I've been meaning... How do you feel about the new I... game? <clears throat> Uh, I really liked it from like what I started playing, but uh, I don't remember what happened, why I stopped, because it came out after I got back from the deployment. <laughs> Other games, maybe more multiplayer games. Multiplayer games are usually what pulls me away from single player games, because then everybody's like, "Oh, come play, come play," and then I do, and I don't go back. So I need to go back and finish it. But what I did play, I really enjoyed it, because uh, like you said, I am a big Mortal Kombat fan. Uh, so what do you think of RoboCop being included? Does that mean anything to you, or is it kind of just like a whatever for you? Uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of like the <clears throat> just like the celebrity characters they add, like they added the Terminator and stuff. So what um, you're saying really, is they have RoboCop the Terminator. So next is Captain every, Kirk. Every single power. After Ranger. that is Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like they have make a fighting game based on the Ultimate, Ultimate Showdown. Show, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they had, they've had the Alien and the Predator. Actually, the Predator might be in a this new one. Yeah. Either that or he was in X. I don't remember which hmm. which one, but he's definitely in it. Um, it's like the guest characters that they do. Um, but yeah, like it's okay. Uh, there's other characters from like the actual MK roster that I'd rather them bring in, but whatever. All right. Um, continuing on fighting game news, Evo, the biggest fighting game tournament every year, has officially been canceled, unfortunately. But don't worry, Jeff. We got that Smash Online tournament. They're doing Evo Online. So for all the games, they will do online tournaments for them. And it's just going to be one of those things with a lot of um, competitions that are continuing, that are normally done in person for esports that are continuing online. Is it just going to be an asterisk at the end of every championship? Yep. Because it's a very different game when you're playing, especially fighting games. They're very different when you're playing them online. I know. With Smash, which is what Andrew and I follow pretty uh, intently, the best player in the world, MK Leo, who's argue, like hands down the best. He's like in the top two of every tournament, wins most of them. He's like leagues above the number two player in the world. Uh, he hasn't been like making top eights in some of the the online tournaments. It's just such a different setting, and there's this whole controversy going around with Sonic the Hedgehog as a character because people are just timing matches out instead of actually playing them because you can do that on Sonic because he's so safe. Uh, so yeah it's gonna be very different than the normal evo and it sucks because like having that big crowd there that that's what evo is all about being there in person yeah. and the hype and the moment and then all the character announcements from games holding and stuff bayonetta like that. neutral be on oh, stage we for don't, three we minutes. don't talk about smash 4 <laughs> uh, so yeah it sucks they're they say they're yeah. trying to keep the the evo spirit alive but there's only so much especially 
sucks for that MVC2 Invitational they were doing. Yeah, so that can't happen anymore. The Marvel vs. Capcom 2 tournament that they were going to do where they're bringing it oh, to the 20th yeah. anniversary. Right? That sounded really yeah. cool. Yeah, so that sucks, but not much you can really do about it. Yeah. Uh, they'll probably just postpone it till next year and bring it back for next year. For the 21st anniversary. Because <laughs> I don't think there's any like version of that where they could play online or any like legal version. I mean, they have, yeah, they have, like, net play for games like that. Like, they do net play for Melee, but I don't know if, you know, uh, the biggest tournament of the year would really uh, go for that. Yeah, I feel like they'd try to go through official channels as much as possible. Yeah. So, Amazon has kind of shown the first look at their free-to-play shooter that's coming out later this month called Crucible. Did any of you get a chance to see this? Amazon Amazon was making a game. Amazon is... So, they aren't developing themselves. They're, uh, I think, funding it through some other company, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Or maybe it is just Amazon. I don't know. No, no, Amazon Game Studios. Yeah, yeah, Amazon Game Studios is its own studio. Or it's Relentless Studios, which is one of Amazon Game Studios. So... It's it's a first-person shooter, and there's three modes. There's a 4v4 where there's boss monsters, and so you're fighting. It's character-based, and so you're fighting each other and also trying to get points from killing the big monsters. Apparently, it's similar to Destiny 2's Gambit mode, which I never played. Oh, okay. Uh, there's an... So, eight... PvPPE. <laughs> yes. PvPPE. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is an 8v8 mode where it's kind of like a capture and defend uh, location type mode. And then there's a battle royale where eight duos go in and it's just the last team standing wins. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll try it. It's a free game. I'm kind of... Yeah, free is good. Yeah. And I'm curious to see what Amazon ends up doing in the gaming space i know that they've had a couple that launched that weren't super great uh but there's a lot of chatter of like them taking up the mantle that google's trying to set with (laughs) streaming and they're failing to do people think amazon's gonna be the next to try it and they might actually be successful with it but we'll see the characters whenever you play a game it's kind of like a moba where you start at level one every game you play and then you level it up and get new abilities Oh, really? at, so yeah that's kind of what they're going for yeah i'm looking at some gameplay oh. right now it definitely seems uh cool like the uh in terms of like the character designs it's not you know i can't really place it as an immediate clone of any other of the big no, you know, it's all over tiers, the place so. you have yeah. like generic gears of war guy then you have things that look like uh, those rabbits. The fucking Star Wars droid. Like you have the you got... thing that looks like the rabbits, kind of from uh, Xenogears. You have this big blob monster. Wait, yeah. the what from Xenogears? Not Xenogears. Uh, Xenoblade. You know the weird oh, rabbits. The Napon. Yeah, that squirrel thing. I don't know. Not There's this the weird Nop- creature <laughs> thing. They're, yeah. There's this You'll cool when you play it, alien like... that looks like Gabe from Hellboy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's all over the place. Um, yeah, it looks did I say cool. Gabe? I meant Abe. I think his name's Abe. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's yeah, Abe. his name's Abe. Abraham. Abe Sapien. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I I'm gonna check it out when it comes <clears> out. <throat> Obviously, it's free. I don't I don't think they're gonna do like a locked beta. I think it'll be an open beta when it releases. Comes yeah. out in a couple weeks too. So, I don't know. I've been after playing so much Valorant. I've been really hot on the tactical shooter front, and 
there have been so many battle royals over the last two or so years that i'm kind of wearing thin on them so at least that game mode i don't know how interested i'll be but the the hold the point one and then the fighting monsters while fighting the enemy team sounds like it could be pretty fun mm. i For sure. i think the the most interesting thing for me is that implementing kind of like that that MOBA feature where you kind of level up over the over the match uh because that kind of adds some that's something new yeah it, yeah it's something fresh into that into the kind of overwatch tactic you know that that scene the character-based shooter scene sorry i i feel like that means matches are going to be a little longer uh, maybe on like a league length scale but uh i mean if the gameplay is engaging enough you know and it's kind of like league where or, or mobas in general where you kind of like doing your thing and then try to you know create engagements to you know strategize to take out any uh, you know other enemies i think that could that could be a cool formula but uh i i definitely will check out the beta yeah it, yeah. it all depends on execution and what it ends up playing like for sure if right, it, if right like the core thing about shooters is does it feel good to shoot the gun and if the answer off is no to that then out the gate the game's in trouble so we'll see so we have some a bit of retconning to do from last week. We've had updates on the Last of Us Part Two leaks. The Ooh, leaks, yes. The leakers were not affiliated with Sony or Naughty Dog. They were hackers that got passwords to Naughty Dog servers through an <coughs> exploit through old Naughty Dog games. This crazy convoluted way. It's basically Naughty Dog needs to have more diverse passwords because <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they they got a hold of this password through an old game and then like tweaked it slightly and found access into their servers, downloaded a whole bunch of stuff, which is all the stuff that leaked out on the internet. Um, so yeah, it is not a disgruntled employee, which we were kind of apprehensive about. We I think as a collective we were kind of on the side of why would someone do that? It's just dumb. It all it does is ruin their career. Yeah, and like ruin a couple people's experience with the game but it wouldn't have done anything to naughty dog you know their sales would still be fine so yeah just an update for that the game has gone gold so they are officially printing physical discs of it and getting ready to ship that what was it june june 19th 19th that is locked in that is really need to play the first one yeah you do it's uh, oh my god i played it for the first time a couple months ago and it's in my top games of all time it's very very good you should play it. So, yeah. So that's... I'll get the chance. I'll have to borrow it from you. There's also a new trailer for it. I, I have a digital version. I'm sorry. Otherwise, I would ah, It's not even mine. It was, it's it was worth it. Yeah. Um, I think you can get it pretty cheap now. But Yeah, probably. Um, what was I about to say? I was about to say one other thing about The Last of Us. I don't remember. Cut me off. Um, oh, it oh, was the, going the, 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 the new trailer. trailer. Oh, yeah. There's the a new trailer, trailer that came out. Um. I went back and forth on if I wanted to watch it or not because I'm all on board for Last of Us Part Two. I don't need to be convinced anymore to play it. Uh, but I was talking to a coworker and they were kind of like, "Yeah, just check it out." I don't think it's that revealing of anything. And I checked it out, and it's just a lot of Ellie killing people. Yep. So I was like, "Okay." This it was didn't... a story trailer. I didn't feel like it really gave me anything story-wise. It's just still not going to watch it. Killing yeah. people. Yeah, she's just going to kill. She's getting revenge for something and killing people. So. I don't need anything more than that. It is what it is. Last thing I wanted to talk about news-wise is the Inside Xbox that happened today. 
Yeah. They announced and showed a lot of games. So I, I didn't watch that yet. You didn't get How a chance to watch it? It was, it was okay. I, I took some notes yeah. on everything. Uh, so I'll quickly run down through my notes and kind of list off the stuff that happened. First off, they said that in July is when they're going to do their first party showcase, including Halo Infinite being the big one that they're going to show there. Oh, what? <laughs> July. Yep. <laughs> this is when they're going to show Halo Infinite, so get excited for that. Uh, okay. Most games have the smart delivery feature, which is basically if you buy it on an Xbox One, you will get a free upgrade to Series X for free. You don't have to pay anything, which is awesome. That is People cool. have been talking about this for cross-gen since... I think the original Xbox to 360 and what was that? The been PS2 to PS3, right? Those line up. Yeah. It's just like, let us play these older games and not have to pay to buy them again. So that's really exciting. This is a huge step to like get everyone on their side, you know? Take notes, Nintendo. Um, so <laughs> the first thing that we saw was a game called Bright Memory Infinite. My notes say... Um, Dude, it's a future. A it's one. a future slash past FPS, and it has swords and there's cars and one that looks like a DeLorean. I didn't really know what was happening. There was like a guy shooting people with bullets. It looked gorgeous. He was shooting people like, with this, this futuristic gun. Like, he fought like a Spartan. Yeah, comes he, out. he fought a Spartan, and then the Spartan went to go slash him with a sword, and then the guy just pulls a sword out and blocks it. I had no idea it was happening. And then there's a grappling hook, but yeah. it's like a beam sword. It's like Samus's beam uh, grapple beam. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, after that was Dirt 5, which is a racing game with buggies and dirt yep. and stuff. Oh, yep. There was Scorn, which <laughs> I just wrote down. Mutilated bodies, horror, alien-type technology. What the fuck? I had no idea what was yeah. going on. Apparently, Scorn has been was revealed a couple of years ago, and they've been slowly working on it for a while. Next was Chorves. I think that's how you pronounce what? that. It's chorus. Chorus. <laughs> they say oh. it like three times in the trailer. Okay. Uh, I was only half paying attention because I was taking notes. Uh, that was a you, not a chorus. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, and words don't get along no, too well. No, I'm a numbers guy. Uh, I wrote down as a space sci-fi. There's like a superhuman woman, or she's an AI, and it looks like spaceship combat driven as a whole, which kind of cool, like a Star Fox type thing maybe. I don't know. Uh, Madden 21, Patrick Mahomes. Defending Super Bowl champion quarterback. They announced that it's happening. Didn't really see much for that. I think there was like two seconds of footage of from the new game. It's like it went through all the years of Madden kind of showing the progression of the series. Then they showed Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. It looked terrifying. The opening shot where people with their eye, eyelids ripped out and their mouths, uh, I think lips ripped out and they were being dangled by strings and there was a vampire controlling them like puppets around a Christmas tree. It was freaky. Uh, weird yeah, stuff. I, did not, I didn't like that one. Yeah, me either. Uh, then they showed Call of the Sea, which I kind of, it looked really cool. It seems like the idea of Outer Wilds, where you're just in a contained ecosystem and you're exploring, solving puzzles. That's what I but got from underwater. it. But you're on an island. I don't know if you end up going Ooh. underwater and stuff. After that was The Ascent. There was some sci-fi themes with mechs, and there's some cyberpunk style to it. And the gameplay looked like it was Diablo or X-Men Legends type gameplay, where it's pulled out. You see your character. There's a little circle around him to make sure you know that that's where your character is. And I don't know if you could play with multiple people, and you're just running around 
beating stuff up. After that was, uh, what was this one? The Medium? I wrote, we're dead baby Kojima shit going on here. <laughs> and that... I was just telling my mom yesterday about Norman Reedus and the Funky Feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they said that it's a psychological horror game, so that kind of explains why the trailer didn't really tell us anything. It's just a mind fuck. apparently, the whole game is going to be. Next Gotta was Scarlet Nexus, which was cel-shaded. And there is these parasite slash alien things invading. I don't know if they were originally humans or whatnot, or if they came from another planet. And then there's this anime boy with psychokinesis powers. And it just looks <laughs> like an action combat game, kind of like the Devil May Cry games, where it's just like, you're just fighting monsters. They look pretty decent. You got a laser sword, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then there was Second Extinction, which is a sci-fi FPS where dinosaurs are back and it's like a survival horde game kind of where you're just fighting dinosaurs the the subtitle of the game is reclaim earth which i thought was pretty funny so yeah tegan i know you like dinosaurs and shooting guns so maybe you you'll find that one attractive what was it called again it's called second extinction all right i'll have to look into that and then the last one was yakuza like a dragon so it looks like a yakuza game but they kind of lean more i never you played the saints row games right uh, Derek, yeah. Did it kind of give you Saint Row? Was it the fourth vibes, or you kind of start doing weird superhero stuff all of a sudden? So you the Yakuza games are like pretty wacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I, I know, Dante like re- loves Yakuza games. He's played a couple of them. Um, so it's like usually you have. I think there's like some kind of like not superpowers, but he's like the whole thing is based on like melee combat mostly. So that's why I think like his he has like a dragon power in his melee combat or yeah you know, like it's supposed to kind of be silly like that, in a way. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if all the Yakuza games are like that or if this one specifically was getting extra weird. That's what it kind of seemed I, like to me that this one was more so on the supernatural weird side than the others. No, I, I think I think it depends on the game, but I think because I know there's like there's like a zombie Yakuza like Wait, really? it, it, I think some some of them are like more serious than others, but other like. I mean, what, this is a seventh one, I think? Mm, yeah, if not more. I know there's been a lot of them. Um, I think there was five and then also zero. And I think maybe a couple in between. But um, And then the last thing that they showed was Assassin's Creed gameplay. I don't know yeah. if they called it a gameplay trailer, but there wasn't a whole lot of gameplay in it. But it looks gorgeous. They, I think they said oh, it I didn't was like, just like the first look of it in-engine or yeah. something. Yeah, okay, that's definitely what it was. It looks really, really nice. I'm excited about it. Really? Yeah, visually stunning. There's some like cool Northern Lights type stuff going on at some parts. It looks really great. Oh, yeah. That's another one where you don't really need to convince me to play it. I'm going to play it no matter <laughs> what. Everything else, though, kind of was meh for me. I think out of all of these, maybe yeah. Call of the Sea looked the most interesting. Uh, I like yeah. that idea. It looks really pretty. I remember watching it, and I was like, I have no idea what is going on in any of these. Yeah, they didn't really give context to most of them. They did a little thing afterwards where they went into depth about a couple of them, but like not yeah. super into depth. Uh, and it's like the only ones that I did understand were things that I'd write off as things I'm not going to play anyway, like Madden and Dirt. Yeah. So, so I'm like, you know. Yeah, we'll see. I'm obviously got to wait to hear more about them. But that's a lot of things. Who knows? I don't know if they're all going to be prepped for launch window. They haven't really said. But that is a lot of games to be announcing for a console that's not out yet. 
a at the end of the Valhalla trailer a fucking uh, is it a crow or a raven? It's Odin's raven. It's yeah, Odin's fucking raven <laughs> flies under your shoulder, dude. Yeah, it's really really cool. I'm excited like, about the Norse oh stuff. Oh my god! Right, I'll watch it after this. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we can watch it during one of the breaks. Um, cool beans. That's all I had for news. Did you guys see anything that interests you that I missed? Well. Uh, I got something that'll interest you, Jeff. Oh, that Jedi Fallen Order is the start of a franchise. Yeah, yeah. and the a, a sequel was already greenlit. Yeah, I think they announced that right before the game launched. Uh, that was my game of the year last year. I really enjoyed that game. I think don't it's, need to finish that one too. Probably the best Star Wars game they've ever made. One of the best Star Wars games they've ever made. The lightsaber combat just feels so good in that game. So yeah, that really excites me. I I hope it continues to follow Cal because that would be really really cool, as he like becomes a stronger, yeah. more powerful, wiser Jedi. So yeah, that's exciting. Uh, it's coming to. Uh, it just got some DLC. They announced this on May the fourth, which is Star Wars Day. Wow. Uh yeah, <laughs> I don't know when this became such a popular thing. At first, it was a joke like five Definitely years ago. Now decade. it's like a thing. Um, because every time anybody sees anything on the internet. They have to repeat, repeat it. it and, yeah. you know, repost it. And then because it's the internet, it just bounces back and forth. And then here we are. I just wait for uh, Revenge of the Fifth. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Every year I just send people the meme where it's it's Anakin. It's the Mustafar scene where Anakin's talking to Padme. And he goes, happy Revenge of the Fifth, Padme. And she goes, Anakin, it's Cinco de Mayo. And Anakin <laughs> says, you turned her against me. And it shows everyone standing in the ship, but he has like a sombrero on and a mustache. It's my favorite thing ever. And I just send that to everyone on May 5th. Uh, Every year now, uh, Mark Hamill comes out with like witty things for, I think, like the first nine days for like the the nine movies too oh really on instagram really? and stuff and twitter yeah huh. um so yeah okay let's talk about what we've been playing lately what do you guys been playing lately uh well well uh an hour ago i finished final fantasy so i know you've been we'll playing get a lot. into that have you played yeah. anything new that you haven't been playing like within the last couple of weeks since we last since the last time you were on game sharks or is it just well, final I've, fantasy and god still played a couple rounds of halo wars the other day because you guys had talked about it what like a week or two ago mm, yeah so that like got the the old bug bug kick in so i <laughs> re-downloaded that and i played it and it was absolutely amazing and glorious heck yeah dude uh, and then i just got i think it was today I got a random email that I somehow got a Valorant key, which I only yeah. watched like two hours of stream. <laughs> oh, uh, so good for me. So I will be trying that out soon. Yeah. Uh, we're, uh, I think we plan on maybe playing tonight, depending on how long this goes, or uh, maybe playing sometime over the weekend. You should start downloading that while we're recording this, by the way. Just saying. Um, all right. That and then uh, start playing Apex again. Nice. Nice. They just announced new character, new season coming out. Yeah, so that yeah the new character 12. looks really cool. The season four character also looked pretty cool. Um, but Matt, my brother and my cousin, uh, Matt and Jake have been playing it a lot. So I'll, I start playing it again. Solid. I haven't played it in a while. I know Derek is a big Apex player. And I was really into it for a little bit and then kind of fell off. As I uh, yeah. 
I I fell off during this season. I I haven't played like at all. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll go back at some point and play, especially with the new season coming up. Oh, it, it, it's still. I still think it's the best uh, battle royale. Uh, I think I would agree with you. I think it's the most fun battle royale that I played. It was definitely innovated the most with the ping system and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I played a decent amount of Valorant this past week. I'm really enjoying that still. I played mm-hmm. my first rank match a couple hours ago. Oh, uh, how'd that go? I was paired with all Iron Ones, which are this is the worst rank you can have. I was on ranked. It's my first rank game, so you have to play. How, I don't know how many games it is to get placed somewhere. I think um, it's five. Wait, is it, is five? it one? Is the bottom of the? I believe so. So the I think it is because the yeah. icons are like uh, the iron one icon is very basic, and I think there was someone iron three on okay. their team, and they had like dots and stuff around it. So all they right. were all awful. One of them said, <laughs> group huddle at spawn, we'll type AFK in chat, and then kill them all when they come to kill us. It was, I was the what? best player on the team. <laughs> I, had, I, I was like 17 and 10, and I think, I think I was the only positive player on our team. And there were rounds where I would kill three or four of them and drag my team, but we ended up losing anyways. Uh, so, yeah. But I've read that your performance has an impact on it more so uh, than winning and losing. I think winning and losing is still like the most important thing, but if you lose a game and, and did really, really good compared to your teammates, I think you still can either go up or you just lose a little bit of whatever their ranked point system is. I don't know. So we'll see where I end up getting placed, but that was pretty brutal. Um, other than that, I started Gears Tactics over the past week. It's pretty decent i think it's it's all right i don't love it i don't hate it it's somewhere in the middle i think it's fine it's doing some pretty cool things i think some of my biggest issues are uh i don't care about the story at all it's just a non-factor there's just nothing there to it which is whatever i don't know much about the gears of war story as a whole but this is just oh there's bag bug guys and we gotta bounce from point to point getting people so we can take down the biggest baddest bug guy um yeah they were talking about what the gears of war are uh i think that's the soldiers right are, they're called gears derek you're a gears fan uh no they're called oh wait well i think it's a it's all like a dumb like right the they're called the cog and then they're gears in the cog and it's like you know the gears of war are always i think it's just a dumb yeah like Cliffy B just wasn't that creative when he created that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure from what I know from this is being the only Gears game that I've ever played. They refer to the soldiers as Gears. Yeah, um, they're so. Gears cuz they're Gears in the cog of war. <laughs> um, so yeah. All the characters are boring. None of them are interesting at all. And so you have some like face named characters and then you recruit just random custom you can customize the characters so you can get someone that's a male and who's like this hulking dude with this giant beard. And then you can just go into customization, rename them, turn them into a female. The only thing you can't do is change their class. I'm pretty sure. So there's five classes. Mm-hmm. There's like the healing one, the tank one, the heavy damage one, the scout and the sniper. Um, so you can customize their armor color. And so I'm making them all look like power Rangers so I can distinguish them on the battlefield. <laughs> Cause one of the biggest issues on this is, 
the battlefields are all just brown and muddy, so it's kind of hard to Fun. see everything that's going on. And um, yeah, and the other thing that I really don't like about the battle system is there's no grid, so the movement you can move three, you can do three actions per tier, per turn, and that includes like moving a certain distance is one action, shooting your gun is another one, throwing a grenade is one, reloading is one. You have special abilities. Some of them cost one, some of them cost two, but since there's no grid, you just kind of have to move your mouse around, and then it seems, not necessarily arbitrarily, but it's hard to distinguish at what point it'll go from being costing one point to two points to move in certain places. So it's really, it's confusing and doesn't feel intuitive to kind of figure out your movement. Uh, and then the way like the cover system works too can sometimes be a little bit, and like line of sight is important in this game. So that can be a little bit tricky with the kind of muddied backgrounds, but the general gameplay is fun um kind of coordinating with your team i found that the most useful thing to do is just use the overwatch mode which basically is you stand still and you kind of you have a cone out in front of you and basically it says anyone who walks in front of this cone i will use one of my action points that i didn't use during my turn to shoot anyone that walks through this and i found that the best thing to do is stand in place and then throw out your overwatch cone and then let enemies run into it which it's why is it overwatch because uh, you're watching over an area i don't know oh so it's not it's not okay yeah it's not like <laughs> i thought that was a comparison you're making to no, the game overwatch it, it's called right. it's called overwatch um, i see the ability which every character can do it's not like a character specific ability or a class specific ability so it's it's kind of dumb because i'm just walking up to a certain spot and then using that and not moving and then there will be some turns where i'm like okay the best option here is to not move anyone stand where i am and just aim my guns this way and let them walk into me because they're gonna walk into me so it takes out a little bit of the strategy of it i feel when using the overwatch ability is very often the correct thing to do but i'm gonna keep playing it's one of those games where uh some weeknights or weekend mornings i'll do a couple missions and then put it down i'm not gonna heavy grind on it and I don't think it's ever going to really suck me in, but I'll keep chipping away at it over time. Um, other than that, I started Outer Wilds, finally, after beating Final Fantasy. So hopefully in the next couple weeks I can get through that and we can do our book club episode on it. Yeah. Um, and I think that I'm going to start Persona 5 Royal in the upcoming week. Oh. I think Ooh. Gears hasn't sucked me up enough and then i think sometimes i need mental breaks from <laughs> outer wilds so the game that i i mean you gotta start persona as soon so that you can beat it by the time uh last, last of us comes out. out yeah hopefully yeah we'll see what happens with that um i know nothing of persona as well it's it's a jrpg akin to like the older final fantasy games it's turn-based but also has like parts where that are similar to fire emblem three houses where you are in a classroom getting to know people and building up your relationships with people people say it's really mm -hmm. amazing andrew is one it's... of his favorite games ever uh-huh so i'm really looking forward to playing it uh oh, yeah that's, that's really that's all i've been playing nothing else crazy a couple games of smash a couple games of valorant i don't think i played any league this week but what about you andrew anything new uh yeah so i finished leon's campaign in resident evil um i 
a while, I think I, around the time the game came out, I decided it was a game I probably wasn't going to play, so I looked up a bunch of the stuff because it intrigued me. Uh, so I kind of already know a lot of the uh, story stuff that happens. Um, but it was still fun to to finish it and then, like, you know, run into to Claire at the end and be like, oh, hey, who the hell is this child? <laughs> And uh, so I started Claire's campaign and put it down. Uh, and I'm planning to going back, go, planning on going back to it at some point. I haven't played in a few days because what I have been playing is the original Assassin's Creed. Nice. Yes. What do you think? Cool. Uh, because Derek, you were saying that uh, Origins and the other one, uh, Odyssey, are were on sale on Steam. So I looked uh, for all of them. Every single Assassin's Creed game was like seventy percent off. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I bought all of them. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I would what? just like to point out the last two times you did this with Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts, I think you got a little bit through the first one and then never played the others. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I enjoy playing this video game. <laughs> yeah, Assassin's Creed's good. Kind of to a point. So I don't know if it's just the PC version, but this game is a glitchy nightmare. Uh, I don't know if it's the PC version. I, yeah, that no, game had a I, lot of bugs as they were kind of figuring it out is, what it was. It uh, is very frustrating at times. I'm going to uh, post a link in the Discord chat right now. Okay. I would like you all to watch it. Um, but So I've been, uh, I've been playing it. Um, it definitely shows its age. I like... <laughs> oh, okay, so Andrew Andrew jumps off of a tower and then into a bale of hay, and instead of Altair landing in the bale of hay, he just kind of splatters on top of it like it was a hard surface, and then his uh-huh. body proceeds to launch into the sky. Yeah, every time. That happens like 75% of the time. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, that's I don't so. Think I ever even finished that game because the disc just wouldn't let me. Huh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a buggy game. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. remember my first experience with Assassin's Creed being that buggy, but I do remember being a little janky at that time. I I was thinking about it the other day, and I was definitely thinking I had it, about it with like nostalgia glasses on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> that when I was trying to record that video, uh, I probably jumped off of that same tower ten plus times in a row, died every single time, and then when I finally <laughs> filmed it, it worked. Oh, it's hysterical! <laughs> Straight up. Uh, but no, uh, it's weird because like I can tell like how bad of a game it is, but I keep wanting to play it. The idea just like the, of the game is very, very good. Yeah, it, but it's like I feel like it doesn't do anything like what you what you think of when you think Assassin's Creed. Like when you think of Assassin's Creed, you're like, okay, I'm 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 a stealth I'm stealthing around. I'm doing some parkour. I'm I'm assassinating people. But with this first one, what ends up happening a lot of the time is you can't it's you can't have it be a stealth game because there are literally guards at every possible like line of sight everywhere like when you're just traversing through the overworld you're constantly running past enemies that will notice you and then you're like you know notoriety notoriety meter will like go off or whatever so it's literally impossible to not 
get seen by them. And then when you're in cities too, the same thing, you turn around one corner, there's, you know, some dudes and they'll see you. Uh, and it's like, what is even the point? And then, so when the same thing happens when you're doing assassinations, you go up to, uh, you know, to assassinate them. And then, you know, the guards like see you and then it just turns into you sword fighting like five dudes. And the sword fighting, the sword fighting is is interesting in and of itself because most of the time you just stand in a circle until one of them attacks, and then you do your counter move. <laughs> or alternatively, I just spam the left click attack button on somebody. They block five times in a row, and then on the sixth time, they get hit and die. There's a reason that no one is like, oh yeah. Remember that game Assassin's Creed? It's so good. Everyone says, "Oh, remember Assassin's Creed 2? That game is yeah. so good." Yeah. Assassin's Creed 2 did a lot of improvements and that game is I'm really aware. Solid. So, the the controls for the PC version make no sense and are stupid. <laughs> it's like in order to sprint, you have to hold down two buttons and like it's like right click in and uh in the space bar you, instead of you're playing with mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Oh, I would plug in a controller for that game. I couldn't. I tried to plug in my PS4 controller. I couldn't get it to sync up. Huh. Say, so, yeah, I think the game might be too old that like you have to have like an Xbox controller to yeah to use a controller. Usually, when I play Rocket League on my PC, I just plug in my PS4 controller and it works like without having to do any extra hoops. But with this one, nothing was working, so I just stuck with the PC the PC controls. Hmm. But even without that, it's like the 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 button like indicators like the symbols for all the all the moves and stuff are like this weird made up like you know system for the game left click is called button zero right click is called button one and like but it's shown in a a diamond pattern like the face buttons on a controller on your hud yeah so definitely i was optimized for pc it took a long time for me to figure out the controls fully like like in that clip when I was on that tower, I was trying to alternatively figure out how to drop down and just like climb down the tower and I could not for the life of me <laughs> do like figure out what button to press to drop. So I was like, I guess I just can't beat this game. Like if I can't get down from this tower then I can't I can't progress. So <laughs> I guess I'll just move on to two. And then eventually I figured it out. Hmm. Um but it's like <laughs> yeah so this game is definitely uh wasn't it like really repetitive too it's like you go you kill this yeah, guy you get a new weapon there. you go kill this guy you, like get a you new go weapon. to a yeah you go to a city you start off the game with like you know full health and powers like a metroid game and then they strip it away from you or whatever um the uh the, the loop is the same though it's like you go to a city you hit all you get all the viewpoints all the viewpoints reveal all the side objectives and most of the side objectives are the same it's like you have to save citizens, which are, you know, just a person being assaulted by a group of sword of swordsmen. And then you fight like the three or four dudes and then more dudes show up and you kill all of them. And then you have to hide, you know, uh, and then I think they if you save all of them, they like reveal information. I'm like 90 percent sure that doing all of the side objectives in a city like does some sort of extra thing. But I am also not sure. It's very it's very unclear. I haven't played that game since it came out, so I do not remember specifically yeah. what you're supposed to do. 
the cool thing is that every time you do a side objective, it puts one point into like this meter, and once the meter fills up, you get a new uh, bar of health. So hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, but in terms of like uh, the the overall like story, which is kind of the only reason I'm playing them from the beginning, uh, it's it. I like it. I it's reminding me why I was so intrigued by Assassin's Creed in the first place because of what they're doing with the the duality of being in the game oh the whole and... stuff with desmond yeah i've heard that as the games go on like it's apparent that even ubisoft doesn't care about the desmond storyline anymore and... yeah and i know i know <laughs> that that's the case but i am enjoying it while it lasts because i liked it i liked that stuff i liked it lot. in the beginning with the first two games but after yeah that, it's just because what they were so doing relevant. was really cool you know it's like the way that they explain like you can't go to this area because that's not what he did yeah like this is a memory like that stuff is really cool and then you, you know you're the stuff with desmond and how like the two uh timelines inter interconnect uh, and then, and then the thing at the end of Assassin's Creed Two. Yeah, is, I, I is remember like, something. I don't remember like if it was the mind first. blowing. Yeah, that's the one where it's like the god or whatever is like uh, she's yeah. talking to Ezio and she's like, "It's up to you, Desmond." And Ezio's like, "Who the fuck is Desmond?" Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, that all of that sweet. stuff is like super intriguing to me. Actually, playing as Desmond can go fuck off. Yeah, like <laughs> so wasteful, just walking around and yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's cool for exposition, called? but like you don't need to have me walk around a room and interact with things in order to do that yeah cool. uh, but overall i'm enjoying it the loop is satisfying enough where i'm like yeah i know exactly what i am meant to be doing at all times although the one thing that pisses me off is that anytime you hit the run button at all every single npc in your general vicinity will be like why the fuck are you running why would you do that what's wrong with you <laughs> well, to be fair, every every time to be fair if you just randomly started sprinting through a crowd of people people would be like what the fuck are you doing it's like not even through a crowd of people though it's like i'm in a field or like i'm uh i'm like this it's like an open street and i mean I'm if you like ever just see someone bit. sprinting i'm just like why is that person running unless they're but playing like, a sport a light there's no jog. need to be running <laughs> um, maybe they left their oven on jeff maybe Anything else from you? You know, in, in 14th century Jerusalem. No, <laughs> not, uh, other than that, I have not been playing anything. Derek, what do you got? So, uh, continuing on the uh, <laughs> oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed train, uh, yeah, just playing the first one is so important uh, because Altair's story is, like, important and awesome to see it progress through two and two's, two's sequels. So, yes. playing suffering through the first one is worth it. Um, yeah. And Altair is also the best assassin. Ah, Ezio, man. So Ezio's the I don't best. know, man. Altair kind of seems like a dick. I know <laughs> kind of how the story goes from here, though. So we'll see. Uh, so I, I started playing Origins. Yeah. Um, and uh, it is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If I like the more open world style more or less than I liked the linear, like like the linear breakups of of the previous games, because I I haven't played Assassin's Creed since four, and by four they definitely are open started opening up the game in each chapter more and more. Um, you know, by the time you're like in the mid to late chapters, you basically have the whole world unlocked, and you can just there's stuff to do every chapter. Um, but 
they kind of change that in this one where you're locked out of areas based on your level. So there's more of an RPG system. Um, so like the first area you're in, you're you know you're level one, and everything around you is from level one to level eight. Um, very similar to like MMOs, and then like the next place you go, it's like all right, this place is level five to level twelve, and so I guess it's like keeping me in the area that I'm in and like doing everything there because it's like well I can't go to this other place on the map because it's level forty and I'll die. So I guess I'll do everything here. So it, it kind of promotes grinding, you know, yeah. uh, but it. It does the grinding through like little side quests and like uh, like explore exploration, and so it doesn't feel like I'm being forced to like do busy work, but more I'm like I'm being rewarded for taking in the sights of the game and like oh hey what's over here oh it's a cave oh there's treasure in here okay cool I got a new weapon um, but. I've heard it gets worse in Odyssey. Like I've heard the map in Odyssey is so big that you're like, it's like I don't have enough time to explore all of it. So uh, I'm keeping that in mind as I'm playing Origins to see kind of like to compare the two. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Bayak, the main character, is awesome. Yeah, uh, I heard he's really really cool. Yeah, he's super cool. Um, he reminds me a lot of. Um, Oh my god. Yeah. I I lost it. Nothing. Yeah, he reminded me of another character in a game and I have I cannot remember for the life of me. But Prince he's 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 a better he's a better character than the past. Well, that's that's hard to say. All the all the characters I think have been pretty enjoyable except I didn't like Connor in Assassin's Creed 3. I have heard um, similar uh, takes, <laughs> but it, it's also like his it ma- his character makes sense for his story. Like he has a pretty tragic story, so it makes sense that he's acts the way he is. But compared to Ezio, he was like, like ah, Ezio was so cool, and you're so yeah. Anyway, lame. Just three games of Ezio too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially yeah, three games of Ezio, and then you're like, it's Connor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. Some of it I like am is making me definitely nostalgic for the past Assassin's Creed games, uh, because there's no like there's not as much uh, crowd interaction. Like in the past games, when you would go to you know assassinate someone, you might like hire a band of thieves to like rob the people near the target, and then you would like sneak in and kill them, and it, like it. Like making the kill in public and trying to disguise it as like best you can, so the guards don't freak out. Like you know, like Andrew's saying, like that's that was super satisfying and super cool to do. But there, like in Origins, it's just like go into this base and then walk around in the bushes and kill all the guards and then just go find the guy and kill him. And it's like ah, oh, this isn't. I liked doing it in public. I like you know, I, and I'm only the beginning of the game, so it, it might open up, but it's like there's nothing. The the world seems less important to, like the people of the world, I guess, seem less important to the game than they did in past games. Interesting. I'm yeah. I'm curious to see as you continue to play this one, and then maybe if you play Odyssey, what your take is in comparison to the format of the original Assassin's Creed games, because this is what Valhalla is going to be is more of this RPG style that they evolved into. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And you were talking about map size of Odyssey and people saying, or, or yeah, Odyssey, people saying yeah. it was too big, then they're saying Valhalla is going to be the biggest of any of the Assassin's Creed. No, games. no, actually, I they thought just... Valhalla is going to be yeah. smaller than Odyssey. Wait, did I yeah. Read that? Order. yeah, they just said wrong. that. Oh, crap. Well, never mind then. Nice yeah, one. I saw that like today. Yeah. Well, that's cool then. I guess that's, uh, yeah, response to criticism. That's always a good thing. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Anything else, Derek? Uh, I played Valorant. Uh, played the Outer Wilds. Uh, but I think yeah, I I got sucked into to Odyssey and and kept going with that. Cool. Oh, I played more Doom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you seem been... reluctant about that. How was it? Uh, I mean, I just I, I guess it just hasn't like grabbed me. Like I like I, when I'm playing it, I'm like, yeah, this is a lot of fun. But then I'm never like, ooh man, I want to play Doom right now. You know? Mm, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's it's maybe I don't know. It's not forget. It, it, maybe it is a little forgettable. I don't know. It's yeah. fun when I'm playing it, but the game overall, I guess, yeah. Like the, there's nothing. It's just it's yeah. more Doom. It wasn't so far removed from the first one that I felt like it was like anything special. Like yeah. sure, they're fun, but like it's like you said, it's not something that I actively want to play. I started playing Eternal when right around like when it came out, and right around when this whole you know quarantine thing started. So I had not, <laughs> literally nothing else to do. So. I, and I think I might also have like a little bit of like first person shooter burnout where I just like I've been playing a lot of FPSs all the time. Like I was I was playing Destiny 2 for like, you know, since the day it came out, like almost every day. And I finally like got burnt out on it. And I think like I just have F and then I was playing Modern Warfare a lot. And so I think I just like I want to play something different than a first person shooter. So I think it just came out at the wrong time for me. Um mm. So, but, but when I feel it, so that's what I, what I've been doing is when I feel like playing a FPS that isn't Valorant, I play that instead of playing Modern Warfare or, or uh, playing Destiny. Um, yeah, I I am on. Where am I? I'm almost at the end. I think I'm on like three chapters from the end. Um, Solid. Yeah, it goes by pretty fast once you think about it. Yeah, the I was I just did the the Gladiator boss battle. That was kind of fun. I did like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, though at first I was having trouble like figuring out what how to stagger him because it felt like the like the the frames to do the stagger was very very small. <laughs> uh, but I eventually got through it, and yeah, I also somehow it's running better on my computer now. I don't know what I, I don't know if I changed the settings when I like in my GeForce experience app or something or, but before I was updates. like, huh? They could have just done updates for it and make it run smoother. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like now I'm getting constantly like up around a hundred FPS where before I was like sitting around like 65 dropping below 60 every so often. Hmm. So I, I must've done something or yeah, they updated the game cause it's running a lot better. That's good then. Cool. All right. Let's uh, take a break. Tcon, you go watch the the Valhalla trailer that was released today, and when we come back, we're gonna talk everything about Final Fantasy VII remake. Are you guys ready? Mm. Let's. Do Can't it. wait. We have returned, and this is your official 
Spoiler warning for Final Fantasy VII Remake. We are going to be talking about everything story-related to the Final Fantasy VII Remake and probably some stuff from the original Final Fantasy VII. Now, T-Con, I'm going to start this whole thing by saying to you, I know you've never played Final Fantasy VII before. And Correct. You, you don't want anything from Final Fantasy VII to be spoiled for you because you want to experience it through Final Fantasy VII Remake. But I'm going to tell you right now, Final Fantasy VII Remake is not a remake of Final Fantasy VII. It is a sequel. What? What? <laughs> so, so, Derek, yeah. did you... Wait, what? Did Jeff you, hit him with the sauce. Derek, did you grasp this concept when you were playing as someone who uh, like, has is vaguely familiar with Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, I think around chapter twelve, I started sensing that this wasn't a normal remake. Yes. So, Tikon, things that weren't in the original game that happen here, all of the ghosts, the the whispers, and all that stuff, never in the yeah. original game. Total bullshit. <laughs> None okay. of that. Uh, what else is it there? Uh, seeing Sephiroth at all throughout, uh, Midgar doesn't happen. You never see okay. Sephiroth at all. It's so, especially that whole section at the end with the whispers and Sephiroth. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't exist. Yeah. That, none of that happens. <laughs> that is all, that is all new to this game. This game is like a combination of J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, where it's doing... An alternate fan service thing. A fan service alternate timeline slash Avengers Endgame where Sephiroth is basically Thanos either time traveling or some alternate dimension stuff. This game is a sequel to Final Fantasy VII. It is not just a flat remake. Which I think is a big problem with the the way they advertise this game and it's something they couldn't straight out say like hey this is you need to have played the original final fantasy to understand this because then it takes away that surprise at the end uh but when they have someone like you who has never played final fantasy 7 and knows nothing about final fantasy 7 i can only imagine how goddamn confused you must be I'm by so confused by I was what confused this entire game so throughout the game, there's all of these nods to the original game, and it keeps referencing the original game. Um, yes. So a lot of the headache things that Cloud has, and he kind of sees. Um, yeah, like the vision. We have no idea what those are. So there's some where he like he sees his past, like when in the beginning of the game when Jesse asks Tifa, or Jesse asks Cloud, hey, do you know Tifa? He has a flashback of Tifa. Like, that's him with memories and stuff. But anytime the whispers would touch him or something and he would see a glimpse of something in the future, he's seeing stuff that happened in the original game. And throughout yeah. the whole game, the whispers are intervening and stopping anything that happens that didn't happen in the original game. Whether it's something very small, like uh, when Cloud lands in... Aerith's church and they're trying to escape and she breaks the railing and almost falls and a whisper just kind of grabs her and puts her back up where she was all the yeah. way to the end of the game where Barrett gets stabbed by Sephiroth and dies again that doesn't happen in the original game 
<laughs> and because it yeah. doesn't happen Wait, in the original really? yeah because that doesn't happen in the original game the whispers bring barrett back to life because they are trying to keep the the fate or uh they're trying to you know keep Destiny. The so yeah. this is like a like a parallel to the original kind of yeah it's like a meta narrative so the ghosts are basically the fans and the meta narrative of the original game trying to keep the developers in the constraints of the original game personified and then at the end of the game when they kill destiny yeah. they, kill, they kill the arbiter of fate they are literally killing the embodiment of destiny so that the next games in the final fantasy 7 remake series can be not entirely bound to what happens in the original game I would have never fucking figured that out. And that's what I'm saying yeah. is, a, is a problem because if you don't know anything about Final Fantasy VII, you, this game doesn't make sense. And that's why I think it's a sequel. And calling it Final Fantasy VII Remake is kind of misleading and not truly what it is. Um, so it should have been like 1.5. I don't know what they call it. I think that's a uh, 1.5 HD remix. I have a theory there you go. though. I like it. That the next game won't be called Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2 or anything. And that's why people are like, why don't they call it Final Fantasy Remake Part 1? Because the next one's not going to be Part 2. I think what, is it's it going to be like 7 2. I think it could easily just be called Final Fantasy 7 2. Or it could easily go something along the lines of... Final Fantasy VII, The Unknown Journey. Yeah, because at the end of the game, it says The Unknown yeah. Journey will continue, which is them... So wait, but I thought that this whole game was just the first, like, six hours of the original. So, yeah. most For the most part, yes. Yeah, 90 to 95% of what happens in this game is a faithful recreation, but there's all these smaller things that mostly have to do with the whispers and basically the stuff that happens in the last two and a half chapters are all kind of where things start to get galaxy brain crazy. So, got any questions? Because <laughs> I think so what? I think the, the easiest way for you to tackle this, because I know Andrew's done some decent amount of research onto what's going on. I've been listening to all sorts of podcasts and watching all sorts yeah. of videos to like Basically, really have the best understanding possible of what's going on. I don't know how much yeah. thought you put into it, Derek. Um but yeah, basically, if you so for anyone who has who has played or at least knows about the events of the original Final Fantasy VII, and wants to have their brain expanded to infinity, go listen slash watch to uh, the the Easy Allies, the Easy Allies uh, spoiler mode episode with Maximilian Dude. It's like three hours long, but holy shit, he he breaks things that, down. To he, he's that like there's there's, there's four levels of insanity of like yeah. what's going on here and what, he like starts at level one and there's all these like stuff and by the time he gets to level four it's the and then he's like fucking, he's like are you ready for level four the most big brain <laughs> shit so okay yeah. and it like it gets into everything like that movie you're saying Jeff Advent Children yeah apparently that's, relevant that's relevant again uh so it's like what the fuck Tikon, start asking a couple questions and we'll kind of as so through the lens of someone who's never played before and i'm gonna let you know now i think the best way for you to understand is i'm going to spoil either spoil final fantasy 7 for you or you need to go play final fantasy 7 because the future games are going to 
like the whole idea of the series of Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be altering them intentionally and being aware of them altering the events of the original game. Like in some fashion, some of the characters are aware of what happens in the original game and are trying to do things differently. So Aerith might not die. Exactly. Correct. So by them calling, like killing Destiny in the Arbiter of Fate at the end of this game and not being bound to what happens in the original game, now people are speculating, will Aerith survive in that big moment? So... Do you, because gonna... this game was so stressful for me since that got spoiled for me because I had never heard of it and I just kept thinking this is where she dies this is where she dies and she didn't and it was extremely <laughs> stressful for me so if there's a chance she doesn't die there is a chance she doesn't die but there's also a chance <laughs> that she still still does die because yeah one of the like the big things that you can pick up on in this game is that Aerith is fucking aware like yeah. she knows she's like, very aware hell. yeah yeah well, no i mean like uh, like she knows about like the future yeah like she you can tell there's two Ugh. characters in this that seem to be very aware of like the pat the original game happening and the events of the original game and like what the future holds for them and that's Aerith and sephiroth um yeah and they're both coming at it from different perspectives where Aerith is coming at it from like we need to change things so that the world can be saved because in the end of the original Final Fantasy, it's pretty ambiguous where the very last shot or the post credit shot of the game is Red 13 running and he has a couple cubs near him. And there's a title thing that says 500 years in the future. And he runs up and he sees Midgar and it's completely overgrown. And it was assumed that this is this means that all humanity died when the meteor hit the planet. Um, so, and in this game, Red 13, when you're fighting the whispers has that vision of him running through the field with his kids. And then, and everyone oh, sees that. that. Yeah. Everyone sees. So that's why you'd have no idea what that was unless you played the original final fantasy seven. That is the very, oh, last and he shot was of the like, game. this is what happens if, if we, we lose fail. here today, which is him yeah. basically saying the ending to the original final fantasy seven is the bad ending. All humans die. Yeah. This is bad. We Wait, need... really? Yeah. So that meteor thing that Sephiroth Summons. did. Yeah. So yeah. So Jesus I'm going Christ. to I'm going to give you a basic rundown of original Final Fantasy VII because you need to know. Okay, it. That's fine. Okay. okay, that's fine. That's fine. So you already know the big one. So yeah. So basically, what happens is Sephiroth is trying to. Okay. I don't even know where to fucking begin with this. It's very complicated. It is. Genova? I'm sure you have no idea what Genova is. Okay, so wait. Are Cloud and Sephiroth brothers? Because Cloud said mother when he was looking at the Genova thing. And and Sephiroth was talking to her like it's called her mother. So what the hell is up with that? Genova is an alien from another planet. That okay, so I, I I caught on that she wasn't from Gaia that is the planet. planet. Gaia, okay, that's what I thought. Um, because they said she was like the meteor that wiped out the ancients. Yes. So Genova okay. is an alien. Scientists thought that Genova was an ancient, and so they started doing experiments on people using Genova's DNA. Uh, Sephiroth is the product of basically they put uh, Genova cells into a woman. And created, 
who gave birth to Sephiroth, who's this crazy super soldier. Sephiroth learns about this, goes crazy, uh, goes on this huge rampage. There's the whole Nibelheim incident. You need to play the original. What the hell is Nibelheim? That's Cloud's hometown. Yeah. Oh, Um, oh. but so anyways, what ends up happening is Cloud gets infused with Genova cells from because they're trying to clone. Cloud kills Sephiroth. <laughs> At least they think he kills Sephiroth. So they try to clone him, Sephiroth, by putting Sephiroth Genova cells in people. Uh, anyways, all this shit happens. Uh, Sephiroth is trying to summon Meteor using the Black Materia to create such a big wound in the planet. There's a Black Materia? Yeah, there's one Black Materia and it summons Meteor. <laughs> So he wants to summon Meteor to create a big enough wound in the planet so that he can go to the center of the wound and absorb the life stream that comes to heal the wound, thereby ascending to God status and taking back the Earth. Because he thinks he's an ancient because he thinks Genova was an ancient when Genova was actually an alien. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Tracking. Aerith, Aerith is, has the white materia and is trying to summon Holy which is this magical spell that will protect the earth. While she's doing that, that's when Sephiroth falls from the sky, stabs her with her sword, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, that's terrible. Yeah, it's heart-wrenching. Um, anyways, so the whole point of this is that in the end, Sephiroth, humans lose because all humans end up dying. And Sephiroth loses because he, while he like achieves his goal, Cloud and his pa- the party kills Sephiroth in the process. So he's not there when holy and the live stream heal the planet so basically end of final fantasy 7 is net zero no one wins kind of that's so like cloud tifa barrett all them die too so the way it ends is you see this big explosion and then there's the 500 years later thing and then you see red 13 and midgar is complete but in in final fantasy 7 advent children which is the movie everyone's still alive so i think it's assumed that Everyone, there's a movie? Yes, there's a movie that takes place after Final Fantasy VII. Um, everyone's still alive and doing stuff. Sephiroth comes back. Um, so it's assumed that humans live for maybe a couple more decades and then eventually die off is what happens. Um, Should I watch this movie? You'd have to play the original Final Fantasy VII first for it to make sense. And then even then, it probably won't make sense. <laughs> so what I was saying before is that Aerith and Sephiroth are aware of the events of the original Final Fantasy VII. And in this weird alternate timeline, I don't know if this is Sephiroth from post-Advent Children that time-traveled back, or if they're stuck in some sort of time loop, or he is is beyond space and time in some fashion. Um, So that's what I assumed it was because of the edge of creation thing. Mm-hmm. Was that he's he's now exists outside of space and time, and that's why he would like could pull Cloud out and then like throw yeah. Cloud, you know, that throw kind of Cloud thing. back in. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't fully kind of explain that. However, that's what it is assumed. So he's like a Thanos level villain where he is going back in time in some fashion to change the events of the past. He's the one that opens the portal. So that the party at the end of the game can go fight Destiny. Because he wants them to fight Destiny and kill it because he knows he loses. So he needs this this physical manifestation of uh, what oh, is wow. going to happen to die. So he has a chance 
to succeed at the end of yeah. this new story. You can kind yeah. of see throughout the whole game, Sephiroth is kind of, you know, all the all the headaches and shit that Cloud is getting aren't, aren't you know, like flash forwards or flashbacks by themselves. It's Sephiroth fucking with Cloud to to get him to to change the events. Yes. To, like, make things different. He's tricking Cloud into thinking that he needs to kill Destiny for their sake when Sephiroth knows I'm do having them do this for me to be able to succeed. Um, and meanwhile, Aerith seems to be aware. She has all these small things and has these moments where she, like, the moments where she touches people like Marlene and Red 13 in order to kind of calm them. And she it seems like she shows them a vision of something and like Marlene's crying because her hometown is being destroyed. And then Aerith touches her and she calms down and is like, okay, we can leave now. Or yeah. Red 13, ha- he has like his teeth showing and he's ready to fight them. And she touches him and he calms down. And then he says something later. He's like, oh, yes, Aerith showed me and told me about this. I forgot specifically what it was about. It was about I the think- whispers. Yeah, he's he's the first one to call them the whispers, I think. Yes. Yeah. And, and explains to you what they are. Yes, that they are kind of guiding fate. Uh, So so Aerith is very aware of what is happening. It seems like she's in a similar predicament to Sephiroth, where she knows that the future... And she has this whole spiel right before they go in and fight uh, all the whispers and the Arbiter of Fate at the end of the game, where she's like... I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that after we do this, we aren't going to be the same. Things are going. Oh to yeah, like yeah, yeah. Okay. Like that is not her just saying like we're going to be better people after this. She's saying our lives are not going to be what they are destined to be. What has already happened. Uh. So, so yeah, there's there's a whole there's a crazy theory. So there's the post credit scene of the original Final Fantasy VII where it is Red 13 running. But the very last shot of the original game, and credit to Maximilian Dude for pointing this out. Uh, if you want any interesting big brain stuff, check him out. He's like a fighting game guy, but he is really big into Final Fantasy VII. The very last shot of the original game before credits roll is a, picture, a shot of Aerith... Uh, where it's her face and she's lit by the green glow of the live stream and it's playing that music how does final fantasy 7 start with her in midgar you mean remake no i'm hang on oh no yeah all right okay (laughs) how does the, the original game start that shot uh of it's like space and then it comes down and she's kneeling in front of that broken pipe in midgar where the live stream is seeking out and you see that green so that's how the original game starts and she gets up and walks out and everything's fine how does final fantasy 7 remake start that same fucking shot you this time you see a black eagle or some sort of black creature black winged creature flying and then raven (laughs) and then (laughs) You you see Aerith in that alleyway, and you see the live stream, and it's that same exact shot of her face and the green glow, and it's coming up. And instead of, like, in the original game, her just getting up and walking away, she gets startled by something, and you hear the Sephiroth music for a second. So, 
there's a like this theory, this overarching thought that Aerith is in a time loop of either in a time loop or that is the exact moment where she went back because it's a perfect parallel. It's the same exact moment from the end of the original Final Fantasy VII to this opening scene in Final Fantasy VII Remake, except for now the difference being that she's aware of Sephiroth and she's aware of what has previously happened in the original game and needs to do something to change it. And that, like, think the bird flying over is Sephiroth, right? So Sephiroth's mm-hmm. whole thing is he he's called the one-winged angel. Uh, and Yeah, I was wondering why he only had one black wing. So they go into whole. So there's a whole thing with uh, Crisis Core where people that are experimented with Genova cells start to deteriorate. Blah blah blah. It's this whole other plot line. But basically, these soldiers will grow wings to show that they're monsters, whatnot. Anyways, you don't see Sephiroth's black single wing until Advent Children. Which means yes. that the Sephiroth that we see in Final Fantasy VII Remake is Advent Children Sephiroth, at least, because he has the Black Wing. But doesn't he only have it in the boss fight? Which, in the boss fight, it's a the Whispers, it's a personification of Sephiroth. It's not actually Sephiroth. Or does he show it in a different part? But there's, the like, feathers all over the place, too, whenever oh, he was That's around. right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, like, throughout the whole game, like, you see single feathers falling, and that's what that's that right. is okay. representing. Also, Tikon, I don't know if you noticed, but you're like, how the fuck is Sephiroth appearing and disappearing everywhere? He, yeah. He is able to control and take over anything with Genova cells in it and embody that thing. So... Yeah, so you know the guys with the numbers tattooed on their arms? Those are failed... Waiting to get there. Those are failed Sephiroth clones. So, oh. so like they're just kind of mumbling around, stumbling around, can't really function that well, and that's why they have those ta- yeah. number tattoos because that's what cl- like clone they clone were. Number they are. And so Sephiroth at any time can take full control of that and like be there, but he's not as powerful uh... as he normally is. Uh, and uh-huh. the real Sephiroth is encased in hardened Mako in like. In the northern crater of the planet. So he is sealed off somewhere. Uh, during the Nibelheim incident, Cloud stabbed him and threw him over into in a reactor. And So you know that comment in the beginning of the game, Barrett's like, I wonder what would happen. Would we sink to the bottom? That's what happened to Sephiroth. <laughs> so now he's like in this crystal. But he still can take over and control. So he's like omnipresent. He can be anywhere that these Genova cells are. And that's why these they can turn into these big Genova monsters too. Because Sephiroth can manipulate anything with Genova cells to become either a Genova monster or the embodiment of Sephiroth himself. Okay. So, yeah. In <laughs> Jeff, in the original game, yes, when Sephiroth shows up at the end in the um, the Shinra Tower, that's him possessing. A Genova uh, creature, one of the right, clones. A, yeah, yeah. There's, there's like a creature in a tank, and you go up and that's Genova. Yeah, they that's have Genova. Genova okay. They have Genova's head in, okay. which I don't think you you do see Genova. She's not like in the original game. She's in the same room with Red Thirteen. Uh, yeah, in his yeah. chamber. But in this game, she has her own whole cell giant area. Um. So yeah, that is Genova in the original. In the original game, it was just her head because Sephiroth cuts off the head and then takes it with him yeah uh but in this game it's like the whole torso still 
So yeah, Genova is there in the building and Sephiroth. So that's the thing is technically I think somewhere in this world should be Sephiroth's body frozen somewhere in the planet in crystallized Mako. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet we are still seeing this future Sephiroth. And I think the Sephiroth that you fight at the end of the game is um it's like a clone or is it the actual I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's him possessing a clone or if that's real. I'd you'd feel that it's him possessing a clone because otherwise you don't think Cloud would be able to fight him. Unless yeah. there's also a theory that this is my theory. There's a line that Cloud says. So after the second bombing mission before he falls into uh Aerith's church there's a scene where he's just in like blank white void and then you hear it seems like like a physical version of cloud himself like there's two clouds and they're talking to themselves and he says we used to get by with only scraped knees back then is this a cloud referring to the original game or is this a cloud is there a part of Cloud that doesn't know that he remembers the events of the original game? It's kind of like a theory that I'm having. So maybe Cloud 2 is... he's So he obviously has a lot of memory issues. Um, and maybe he... Does that happen in the original game? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, you know that black-haired Cloud at the end of the game? Zach! <laughs> I was going to get... I have that written down as well. Who the hell is that? Okay, that is Zach. So, during the Nibelheim incident, so you know how Hojo sent (laughs) sent to Cloud, you weren't in Soldier. Cloud Cloud was never a soldier. Cloud Cloud was just a base infantry uh, Shinra soldier. He was never in the soldier program. He's just a grunt. And what happens is they, they go to the Nibelheim incident, and it's him and it's Zach, who actually is a soldier. And the whole thing with Sephiroth happens, and they throw him over into the thing, and then Zack and Cloud get kidnapped, and uh, Hojo runs experiments on them, injects them with Genova cells, blah, 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 blah. Then they end up escaping and trying to get away. Zack puts Cloud in soldier clothes, and Cloud is suffering some from severe Mako poisoning because he's never been exposed to Mako before, whereas Zack has, so he handled it better, and he can function normally. But that scene at the end is actually a scene from the original Final Fantasy and also the final scene of Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, who the main character of that game is Zack. In that scene that you see at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake with Zack, he, in the original game, dies there. And what happens is he says to Cloud, you will be my living legacy. And Cloud, because he's all fucked up from the Mako, kind of absorbs uh, Zack's memories and perceives them as his own. So all the stories that Zack told him and whatnot, uh, is is Cloud takes as his own memories. So Cloud thinks he was in Soldier, first class, uh, and that's why Reno. When you when you tell Reno, oh, I'm Soldier first class, he's like, don't fucking lie to me, you punk. If you're gonna lie to me, you make it believable. Because he, he, oh, and then and then when he was in Shinra, that uh, that dude knew him. Trooper was like, hey, it's Cloud. We went to uh, training together. And I was thinking. Huh, maybe he started out as like a grunt and then became a soldier. Yeah, no, he never was a soldier. He just was a grunt, and that's why the guy knew him. And they were like, oh, I thought you died way back when. Let me go get Kunzel. And apparently <laughs> yeah. apparently Kunzel is like a character from yeah. like uh, the Before Crisis mobile game. 
<laughs> so oh, it's like geez. a super deep pull. Um, so yeah, the thing with so Zach dies in that moment, but and I don't know if you noticed the the potato chip bag with stamp on it, but it's a different dog. Yeah, it's a different breed of dog, showing that that's an alternate timeline, but Zach is alive. So now no one knows what the how the fuck that's gonna play out if. In the next game, you're going to have sections where you play as Zach. And if right. Zach's alive, he can stay with Cloud and say to Cloud, hey, you fucked hard. This isn't your memories. These are my memories. And, like, Cloud can just be who he was originally going to be, you know? So could that be why Cloud is, is like, you're saying there's this version of Cloud that that does know and this version that doesn't know? Because, like, this alt- by slowly verging into off the original timeline he's they're creating this past timeline and that eventually the timelines are going to merge together and like zach's going to be alive and and cloud's going to be not a soldier there's a moment too when when zach is walking back you know towards the city with cloud in air it seems that Aerith passes right by him like you know yeah there's that moment same point in space time or whatever and they like yeah like they know which doesn't make sense because the like cloud wanders around midgar for a couple months i'm pretty sure before the beginning of final fantasy 7 so like time wise them leaving midgar and when zach and cloud would be entering midgar doesn't line up i think that's more of just like a that's a moment that's devoid of space and time that they're just aware of. Each other. So, oh yeah, by the way, uh, Zach and Aerith dated. Yeah, so that, that's like really. Yeah, that was. Remember uh-huh. how she said like, "Oh, my first boyfriend was a soldier." She's talking. Oh about, yeah, 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 yeah. She's talking about Zach, and that's why in the original games, Aerith like clings on to Cloud so much because he is he's basically Zach. He's living he Zach's has life. His sword. Yeah, that's Zach's sword. A Buster sword. As okay. Zach's dying, he gives that sword to Cloud. Okay, I was wondering why he had it. Yeah. So, could that that moment be like indicative of her like realizing that the past is changing as well, and like that might come to play in the, the in in the future? Yeah, in the future games. Because when when you see that scene, Zach sees the explosion of the Arbiter of Fate and all the whispers dying. Yeah, right. Which and when yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it those don't act- line up time-wise, so that is a like singularity devoid of space-time. Like destiny being yeah. killed is is transcends space and time. And when Zack is is fighting, isn't there like a dome of the whispers around Midgar? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and then that explodes, and that's what kicks him on his ass after he beats everyone or knocks him on his ass. Um, so there's some people saying so. When Zack dies in the original game, he ends up getting overwhelmed by just normal Shinra grunts and he gets killed. And in that scene where he dies, it's raining. But in this scene, it's not raining at all. So some people are like, maybe it's about to start raining and like Zack still will die. No one's 100% sure on what's going on there with that. If like Zack is going to be alive now and there's going to be this alternate timeline will we get to play as zach and cloud in this alternate timeline will like you say derek will they converge into a final battle where zach uh who like in all honesty is kind of like the heart and soul of the entire final fantasy 7 story it all comes down to zach who's like the most good pure person out of anyone in all of final fantasy 7 where he really yeah he's just like 
this really nice guy who just like wants to be the best that he can be and do the best for people that he can. Um, so like, is, are we on a trajectory where like, yeah, you said these alternate timelines kind of come at a head and it's Zach and cloud fighting Sephiroth in the end of however many games this is, who knows? You know? So yeah, like is Zach the only one that can truly beat Sephiroth, Sephiroth and prevent him from using the black materia? Yeah, I don't know. Is Sephiroth's plan still to use the black materia? I don't know because it didn't work from the first time. Does he have mm. an entirely new plan now? Then having Meteor come, I know the developers yeah. said that the games coming forward are still going to mostly beat for beat follow the original game. So, like. I think it's going to be slight things that are going to change throughout and like there's going to be big moments, but it could very possibly be that they did this just so that they can change smaller things and like mess with us and make us think maybe there is a chance that we can save Aerith and that she doesn't die, but it happens anyways because Aerith knows she needs to die. And like, that is what will save them in the end. She's like, I need to sacrifice myself here. Stuff like that. You know, they could just be doing this as a, it's honestly, them doing this just gets people talking about Final Fantasy VII again, which is amazing. It turns yeah. it into like a water cooler conversation and a chance for people to have these grand discussions about it. Which, if they just came out and it was a faithful remake, everyone would have played it and be like, "Okay, that was that." But now it's a chance for it to be this big discussion among people, kind of like the big discussions between Star Wars movies or between Avengers movies, and people theorizing and getting really excited about things, you know. It's and like on top of that, the, uh, the the coming sequel will now be like more hyped than this game was. Absolutely. Like instead of it just being like, oh, it's a continuation. Oh, I like, I already I've already wait. played seven, so I know. Like this is it's like I like yeah, like what could possibly happen? Yeah, they're gonna do something new. That's exciting. If they just like if it like we were saying, if it was just a shot for shot remake, it'd be like yeah, I enjoy this. This is cool, but I know what's gonna happen. Now that I don't know what's going to happen, it makes it so much more exciting, you know? Mm. And I know there's a lot of controversy around this, but that's how I see it. Like, some people are like, oh, this is dumb. They changed it. Why would they change it? It's so good. But I'm on the other side of the fence where I'm like, this this change makes me excited about Final Fantasy VII again in a way Wh- that which, I haven't been. Th- there, there's always going to be people that, that, that feel that way. You know, there's that, people like that with comic book movies who are like, oh, why did they change, you know, spider-man's origin story like it was perfect the way it was and what was well so so they can do something different and and you know so uh, yeah i agree jeff i I think uh this has made me more excited for the future of of these games yeah uh and like we're saying 90 percent of this game is a faithful recreation of the midgar section of the original game and if that's what they were gonna just keep doing i would have been fine with that and i would have loved it and like what they did do here was amazing and they nailed it uh but yeah like we said the the fact that it's gonna be something new is exciting to me um tegan how's your head doing uh spinning a little (laughs) do you have any more like lingering questions about things that happened um I don't know. That was a lot to take in. Yeah, it is. Oh, and that's not even all of it. Wait, what's Crisis Core? Crisis Core <laughs> is a game that takes place before Final Fantasy VII, which is the story of Zack, and it leads up to the moment of Zack's death and Cloud kind of 
taking over his personality and his memories and it leads directly into the beginning of final fantasy 7 it is the story of zach oh okay what were you gonna say derek so biggs doesn't survive in the original right biggs wedge and jesse all die during the plate falling in the original game so why is he alive now for what purpose I don't know. They could do something yeah. cool with him. And that's the big yeah, thing here. Quick little tangent. Jesse was the only one that died. <laughs> they wanted uh, the sweet pipes of, what's that guy's name? Matt Jones or like someone? Uh, for, no, that's Wedge. Uh, yeah, Badger. Yeah. Well, him too. Yeah. Well, is Wedge alive? I thought Wedge died. We saw. Uh, I think in... it's supposed to no, be ambiguous. Wedge alive. No, the, right? the plate fell on Wedge. No. Well, no, he missed no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You what are you went, talking about, Jeff? You went back. It was in Shinra. Oh, yeah, but didn't he fall off the building? Well, you hear glass shatter, and he was like, just tell me uh, I did something worth it or something like that. And that was it. Like, you don't see I him think, falling and I whatnot. I think they implied that he died there. Yeah, well, they also implied that all three of them died before. Yeah, now, they implied that he's died. still alive. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently Biggs is alive. The gloves that you see on the bureau next to Biggs are Jesse's gloves. Okay, that's what I thought. So now people are wondering: Is Jesse also alive? I yeah, I don't know. I mean, if Zach can be alive, then I guess <laughs> yeah, right? like, like yeah, like all this stuff is changing apparently. Mm. Dude, if Jesse and Big somehow survived that, then there's a good chance that Wedge is still alive too. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I mean, he had a whole plate drop on him. So what's falling out of a window gonna do? The the only thing that is like a given between the three of them is that. Biggs is definitely alive. Uh, and like I said, in the original game, all three of them died. But I'm happy that there's a chance that they're alive now because they fleshed them out into cool, interesting characters. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so could it could be, like, now, now I'm, I'm, all, all I can think about is, like, this alternate timeline and, like, okay, so because Zack survives, Cloud never joins Avalanche. Instead, Maybe Zach joins Avalanche and is just so much better that he saves all of them and like, you know, prevents the plate collapse. And I, like, I don't know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now the theories are going wild. Hold on, wait. But, but again, so wait, hold on. Sorry, but Cloud only joins Avalanche because he knows Tifa. Zach doesn't know Tifa, so he wouldn't know to go there, you know, and to talk to them. True. Yeah. So maybe he would maybe, go look no, for Aerith because yeah, Aerith is go, his so girlfriend. Maybe, Avalanche never blows up one of the reactors. Maybe Avalanche does blow up reactors, but they blow up more? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Sorry. So, so was that scene only took place because Destiny got destroyed? The Zack scene? Yeah. He only survives That's... it because Destiny was destroyed. That scene happens in the end of Crisis Core. Where like It's almost a shot-for-shot remake where all the soldiers are lined up and he's like, huh, I forgot what he says there. But then he like holds the sword in front of his head and he talks about uh, his like purpose and his honor and stuff like that. Like that's almost yeah, a shot yeah. for shot remake of what happens in the end of Crisis Core. Except for but no, 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 like, I, I thought that was just like a flashback to when Cloud got to Midgar. So like all of this still happened like that was just like the very beginning but now you're making it seem like everything that happened in this game is now has a chance to be completely different because 
of Zach being alive. Yeah. Cool. So that's it. Seems like the Zach being oh alive God. is an alternate mm -hmm. timeline because of the the whole thing. On top of this one being an alternate. It timeline. seems so to that's be that's a third timeline. Yeah. It seems to be happening uh, parallel to because you see the that parallel. Yeah. You see that scene at the end where oh like Aerith. God. Aerith uh, and Cloud are walking by the Zack and the Cloud that are walking towards Midgar while the other ones are walking away from Midgar. Yeah. I think that that on top of the chip bag with the different dog breed of champ, uh, not champ, stamp, uh, stamp, shows that it's an alternate timeline, that there's something else going on here. So is... What does that mean for coming games? So, the coming games will be like the developers said will follow mostly beat for beat what the uh, the original does so the next thing that will happen is the party will go to calm and that's where cloud will recount to them the nibelheim incident incident from his point of view which the way he tells it in the original game the first time is he puts himself where zach was and Tifa's a part of like that whole story, and she's confused as fuck because she's like, I don't remember you being there, Cloud. But she doesn't say that to anyone because she's like, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. It was a stressful time for me. This crazy guy burnt down my entire village. Uh, and then you find out later that it was actually Zack that was there and did all that stuff, and Cloud was just there as a base soldier who never took his helmet off because he was embarrassed. Um, so like they'll do that next, and then they'll go, and you'll probably go to Junon, and then you'll go to Cosmo Canyon. You know, like you'll still hit those beats, but maybe along the way, newer story things will happen. Or I, yeah, I don't or know. Like little details will be different. Little, yeah. fucking. Uh, I I want to say Kate Sith, but I don't remember the other. Cat I don't she. remember the cat she. Oh yeah, uh, remember remember when you texted me? Show up. What is what was that about, man? Tika, remember when you texted me? You're like, what the fuck is this cat with the crown? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the anthropomorphic cat. Yeah. What was that? So, that's Cat Chi. He's a playable character in the original game. You don't get him until you go to the Golden Saucer, which is like this basically Las Vegas-type casino place. This guy. Um, but he's he rides this big Moogle thing, uh, and he's actually controlled by Reeve. So, you know the... The guy in Shinro who's like, we can't do this. This is bad for the planet. Everyone's like, fuck you, Reeve. You yeah, the, the public relations guy. Yeah, so he's actually controlling that uh, anthropomorphic cat. Anthropomorphic cat. Yeah. Uh, and Which is weird because I saw someone say like, yeah, it's weird that he, like, so the idea is that he controls him with levers and stuff, like mechanically. It's weird that he made this cat run up like when no one was around run up and like bang the ground and disappointment and anger it's like no one's seeing you do this why would this guy be controlling this stuffed animal cat to do this it's it's a whole weird thing so there's some people saying that maybe he's using chadley's vr to control it yo side note uh do any of you have any intention on going through and platinuming this game absolutely not no do you know the the secret about chadley uh-huh no oh god Chadley is an AI created by Hojo to analyze Cloud. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, and and Chadley retaliates and is trying to take down Hojo. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. 
That's why he's so weird and robotic, because he's a robot. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Chadley's awesome. Chadley is pretty sweet. He tells you that after you beat the hardest uh, boss in the game. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now, like, everything he says does sound more robotic now that I think about it. So, anyways, Cat Chi is, yeah, he's this, like, robot cat being controlled by... So it's, like, so random and out of place. That's, I was that's very another, confused by that. That's another one of those things where it's, like, you won't know what that is unless you've played the original game. Exactly. Which is why I'm convinced this game is a sequel to the original and not a remake. <sighs> I would say more... It's also, like... like a parallel to it not like a full sequel it is there's also like a lot of sephiroth appearing before the game even explains to you at all who sephiroth is right i was just like who the the fuck is this dude yeah and that's the thing it's like i thought he was just like hallucinations and stuff because he just kept phasing in and out but no he's a time lord so well well here's the thing is (laughs) cloud you know, besides that, you know, Cloud has the Genova cells in him, so Sephiroth can fuck with his mind from anywhere. Part of the big story of the original game is Cloud hands Sephiroth the Black Materia because Sephiroth controls him using the Genova cells in him, and he forces him to hand him the Black Materia. And he yeah. also he like he forces him to almost kill Aerith before Sephiroth does it himself, or a a version, or yeah, Sephiroth clone thing does it because i you, obviously that's not actual sephiroth falling from the sky that's him controlling one of the clones oh so yeah. sephiroth doesn't actually die enough here yeah. no because he's encased in mako he's encased Carbon. in mako in the northern crater the whole time so all of the sephiroths that you see aren't the real physical body of sephiroth any questions uh... <sighs> Uh, all right <laughs> what about the uh those three arbiters at the end jeff Ah, uh, yes so the gun sword and fists so some people were thinking those yeah i forgot what they were called um there's the red one blue one and greenish one yeah. or yellow one um some people are like oh one has a sword one has a gun one has fights with its fits it's it's and when you read the description of them it says um what does it say? It's like the like the embodiments of the three uh, main party members. No, it's like people from the future that are trying to prevent destiny from changing or something like that. It's not Cloud, Tifa, and Barrett like everyone thinks it is. It's more closely resembles Laws, uh, Kadaj, and the one I don't remember. Three characters from the Advent Children movie who are. Oh, who are like three of the strongest Sephiroth clones that are trying to have Sephiroth be reborn, which is the whole plot of the movie. It represents oh. them because the gun person Barrett only has one gun. The gun, uh, the guy who uses guns in the movie has two guns, and the the Arbiter thing in the remake that you fight has two guns. So yeah, that's is the movie good? No, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Um, it's more interesting Anim- now, but is it animated? Yeah, it's um, like CGI animated, right? Yeah, it looked it's stunning like- for the time, but now yeah. it's like it's the characters. It looks really good still. That's just the movement of the characters are a little stiff. When did it come yeah, out? Yeah, like oh five? Yeah. yeah, I think it was like two thousand five. I remember going to Walmart and begging my mom to buy it for me. I would have oh, been man. what 
like 13 at that time. Yeah. So, I watched it on, on G4 TV. Oh, bro. really? They showed it there? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So Final Fantasy VII Remake is in Potentially one of the insane. most galaxy brain games of all time. And here's... Uh, it, it's honestly, I think it's my number two favorite game ever now. Really? Whoa, over what? Or what's number one? Halo 3. But that's because oh, right. Halo 3 has like a lot of deep meaning to me. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to beat that but yeah this may be number two because like i i it was really hard for me to play because of like how work has been and stuff but Mm -hmm. like i I, it was just so good i almost bought another playstation so i could have a 4k playstation and play it in 4k so i could just see how like actually beautiful this game is supposed to be yeah um like it was just it was beautiful the story was looking amazing even though my uh, brain is in shambles right now trying to understand <laughs> it all um the, some of the best character development and everything like there was a few times i had to stop playing just because of how sad i got or just how in <laughs> awe i was this game was amazing and i want to play more so so badly you need to go play original final fantasy 7 now you like you have to or at the very least at the very least yeah watch uh, i can send you like you know read up on the story I may I, just, I might just watch. Okay, I will find like a you a, a good YouTube video that explains the entirety of like the Final Fantasy VII world. And I'll send it your because way. Because I have so many other games I need to keep playing, I can't. That's understandable. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll send that it, it'll be easy understand. to just like watch. Um. So yeah, the the potential for future games, like they could drop the ball on this so hard. They set themselves up to either succeed and have this be one of the most insane crazy awesome things of all time or be such a catastrophic failure that no one will think like no one will look fondly back on these games like they set themselves up in a place where they're at the crossroad of destiny (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it's only time will tell honestly like the next couple games could be truly amazing or but and mm-hmm. I, I don't know i really don't know hope i'm waiting i'm hoping we, we, don't we have to could wait too get long. a rise of skywalker version of final fantasy oh my god yeah they could botch it super hard so yeah i don't know um i finished writing my final fantasy 7 review i'm gonna put it up on the website allison is supposed to be uh proofreading it i don't think she actually is i think she it's like almost it's over three thousand words and she got like two paragraphs in and got overwhelmed. So I don't blame her. It's it's not her full time job to edit the things I write. But um, so if I end up posting it and it's got a lot of typos or just bad grammar or structure, it's because Allison didn't want to proofread it. Um, but yeah, any closing thoughts or final questions that anyone wants to bring up? Uh, so those three whispers are. Whisper Rubrum, Whisper Ver- Veridi, and Whisper uh, Crocio or Chokio or something. Okay. Crocio. I don't know if those names have any significance. No, they're like Latin words for whatever colors yeah. they are, I believe, oh, okay. is what cool. it is. Um, so yeah. Oh, that's not very special. No. I thought I remembered some tidbit about like those having some deeper meaning, but oh well. Other than that, no. Yeah. Just fancy blue, red, and green. This is... We're in the end game. 
This is like straight Not really. up. We're in like the. We're in the middle, yeah. Second, third game. Yeah. We're in. We're in the age of Ultron. They're they're going yeah. they're going the route of mind fuckery that Avengers Endgame and like Endgame nailed it. Oh, it, and they did a really good job with that. So my mind has been thoroughly fucked. That's for sure. Yeah. I I want you. I'm gonna send you a link so you have like it's the breakdown of everything that happens in the original game, and then I want you to go back and rewatch some of the cutscenes. Uh, especially I'll probably you... just watch all the cutscenes of the. <laughs> yeah, and then like you'll you'll have a greater understanding of the things that hap- are happening in this game, and like the small moments with Aerith where it's very aware that she's not acting normal and she's aware of something greater and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and like the moments where Sephiroth's fucking with Cloud um, will all make more sense. <sighs> I think I think we did a good job. It was kind of a bit all over the place, but I think we touched on a lot of the big main things that I wanted yeah. to touch on. I'm not. I don't think any of us. Well, obviously, none of us are as in tune with the overall arching story as you are. So it's kind of hard to get into those really deep, you know, discussions about everything that's happened because I don't have that knowledge. Yeah. Um, I can send. I'll put it in the the group chat so that uh, the thing I find for Tcon, so everyone can kind of get and- on. Go ahead. Hey, Andrew, send that one about the the, the spoiler mode. Oh, yeah, dude. that yeah. dude. Yeah, with the levels of insanity thingy yeah. that you're talking oh, about. Yeah. We'll put that yeah. in, in the link so you guys can watch that because that, yeah, he Maximilian dude broke it down in a way that I don't think anyone else has so far, and it it's the most mindfucker. He'll do a better job than any of us will, uh, kind of explaining absolutely uh, the the levels of galaxy brain. <laughs> that this game has to offer <sighs> all right so also, also i'm with you jeff tifa number one yeah tifa's my girl i love tifa tifa's the one you bring home to mom show your mom uh, show her off i want some of jesse's mom's pizza though Dude, the Midgar uh, special. The Midgar special. she still owes cloud a yeah. pizza yeah video's yeah. two and a half hours long but it's worth it it's absolutely worth it um it'll be a slow watch but i'll get it just put it on in the background while you're playing like a, a game or something doing dishes okay that's true if no one else has anything to add let's take a small break kind of collect ourselves and then we'll come back and we'll do trivia and wrap this up sound good yeah (sighs) okay we'll be back Okay, we're back, and we forgot to mention one uh, thing with our Final Fantasy VII spoilers. So, still Final Fantasy VII spoilers. Um, at the end of the game, when Sephiroth brings Cloud to the edge of creation, and he says, you have s- seven seconds till the end. So, some people thought originally that... So, they counted the frames from when Sephiroth... In the original game, when F- Sephiroth first appears on the screen to when he stabs Aerith. That's exactly seven seconds. So, people were thinking that that's what that was alluding to. Uh, is like Cloud having seven seconds to make the, the move to save Aerith. But um, I'm pretty sure that they confirm that he's actually talking about uh, at the end of like the world after Sephiroth summons Meteor, There's there'll be seven seconds in which Cloud has to make a big choice uh, to either... I don't know. I th- it's very in- uh, cryptic and not entirely... 
telling what he means. Right. Um, like most things. Yeah. So um, I don't fully know. There's plenty of people who have speculation about it, but I think it's, that's going to be like, that line is going to be the ultimate payoff at the end of the last game. It's like, like it will show. Like, It'll repeat it. It will repeat that. Yeah, you'll see a flashback to when Sephiroth told that to Cloud. It's like, you'll have seven seconds. Or if it's all this, you know, time singularity nonsense, then maybe it'll just literally play out exactly the same. Maybe. I don't know. What if they're stuck in an exactly. infinite time loop? Oh, I don't know. It's great. Okay. <sighs> Anyways, let's just move on to trivia. My brain and my throat need to stop working. <laughs> um, okay. So, we've she already said. done uh, Final Fantasy VII trivia, so I'm not going to make us do that again. So I, I, would... I honestly expected you to just be like, we're doing it again! <laughs> no. Yeah, sorry. I I was like taking notes, like, okay, this could be a trivia question. No. Uh, so, outside of Final Fantasy, the bigger theme for the episode was fighting games, so we're going to do fighting game trivia. Was it? Yeah, we talked about like three fighting game things. Yeah, I'd say the other bigger topic would have been Assassin's Creed, to be honest. But you had no way of knowing that. I didn't know that. That's what it was going to be. Anyways, question number one. What is the top-selling fighting game of all time? We talked about <laughs> this on an episode, uh, I don't know, maybe like 10 episodes ago or so. I don't know, man. At some point. We did bring it up at some point. It was a recent development. Uh, Tikan, what is That's it? a hint. What is the top-selling fighting game of all time? Uh, Come on. You got to give me something. I, re- I remember you. Come on. You got to give me something. About it. You gotta I give don't me know. Something. Smash Ultimate. Derek? Smash Ultimate? Andrew? Smash Ultimate. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is the highest-selling fighting game of all time. <laughs> they recently got surpassed. It. I think it was Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2. Um. In all so, its forms. Uh, to anyone who does says that Smash isn't a fighting game, you're, fuck off. You're just cold-hearted, just because it doesn't. It's a party play game. Like, it's a platform <laughs> fighter. Still a fighter. Question number two. You know Scorpion in Sub Zero, but who is the Green Ninja from Mortal Kombat Two? <laughs> okay. Too easy. I don't know anything about Mortal Kombat, man. I know T-Con's Wait, a big Mortal know? Kombat fan. No, not everyone knows Mortal Kombat like you, Tikon. Well, I mean, I've never played it. That's an easy one. Andrew, who's the Green Ninja? Oh, huh? Um, Jeff Ferrara. No, oh. no, he's the Green Ranger. Uh, Derek. Uh, same thing. Viper. Tikon. Reptile. It is reptile. Oh, it is reptile. In later, so yeah, in in Mortal Kombat two, there is also chameleon he's in there as well was so but in mortal he, kombat 2 he was just like a secret character that you had to like yeah. do something to unlock in in the arcade cabinets and he it was just this it was just a color change in the um yeah he in looked, the uniform he looked exactly like sub-zero and scorpion but in the later games he actually becomes like a green reptile li- like a, a full-fledged a green lizard yeah. man uh so that's fun question number three what country does chun li represent in street fighter 2 so uh, when you're picking characters or when you're like picking locations to go fight, each fighter represents a country. What country does Chun Li represent? Derek, we're gonna go with you first. Uh, I said South Korea. Tikan. Thinking China. Andrew. I also was thinking China. It is China. 
Nice. Damn. Yep. She. I had that. Uh, I thought it was South Korea for a, a brief second as well. Question number four. Link was the guest fighter in Soul Calibur 2 on GameCube. Who was the guest fighter on the Xbox version? <sighs> so when Soul, Soul Calibur 2 came out on GameCube, Xbox, and PlayStation, each console version had its own exclusive guest fighter. X. Yes. Who was in the Xbox version? Link was on the which one? Link was in GameCube. I'll give you a hint. Heihachi was the one for PS2. That's not a hint. <laughs> Who the fuck is Heihachi? He's from the Tekken games. <laughs> That's not a hint, Jeff. Come on. Uh, we're going to have Andrew go first. <laughs> I knew it. Who's the guest fighter in Soul Calibur 2 uh, on the Xbox version? Uh, Master Chief. <laughs> uh, let's go T-Con next. Scorpion. Uh, Derek, do you know? Darth Vader? Ooh. No, that was like... That was Soul that was Calibur 4, 5, right? That was Soul Calibur 5. 3. Yeah, okay. Uh, I thought yeah. it was like 4. Ah, so yeah, I don't even fucking And know. it was like Yoda and yeah, Darth was, Vader. Yep. The guest character was Spawn. Oh. oh. So it was Spawn, Heihachi, and Link were the three guest characters for the different consoles. Wow. Yeah, deep pull. Huh. Question yeah. number five, based on uh, Tikon's understanding of Heihachi, this is going to be fun. In the Tekken series, what is the name of the character who wears a jaguar mask? His head literally just looks like the head of a jaguar, but it's actually a mask. He's like a Mexican wrestler, I believe. What is his name? <laughs> no? no? No Tekken fans out there? I've also never played Tekken. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I know Noctis is in it, right? He's in the newest Tekken game. Nice. But he doesn't wear is a Jaguar from head. Final Fantasy 15? He is. All right, Derek, with the one person who has no chance of winning, what is your guess? Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> My guess was Jaguar. <laughs> As was mine. Well, I was going to say Jaguar. Did you all uh, just say oh. Jaguar? <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. His name is King. I remember. Yeah, King. Did I remember you, now. Did you just remember? No, I looked it up. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> what is it? King? King. King. Yeah. It's one of those ones where it's like, I felt like he's such a staple character that it's like, you could easily <laughs> recognize it. But I've never literally, played. Literally never heard of him. Yeah, I've I'm, never played Tekken. I know nothing about Tekken. Pretty sure he's the character I usually play as in Tekken. And yeah. I just never knew his name. <laughs> uh, with three points, Tekken wins. Yeah! <laughs> he did it. I did it. Uh, and I almost did it last time I was on, too. Almost. Tiebreaker question. How many playable fighters are in Marvel vs. Capcom 2? Anyone? 30? Uh, hey! Eric. <laughs> Andrew, just um, say 31. 31. It's 56. Oh. <laughs> fuck you. He didn't get it. Um, fuck you. Oh, fuck you. All right. Congratulations, T-Con, on winning. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right, boys. We did it. We did our Final Fantasy VII remake spoiler. T-Con now becomes Oof. the second guest to win trivia that's not me, Adam, who, or Derek. Who was the other one? Was it Nick Finaco? Nick Finaco. Oh, the legend. All right. Um, check out our website, thegamesharks.com. You can go check out my Final Fantasy VII Remake review. Maybe. Uh, hopefully. 
I, th- I think I'm going to post it regardless of if it gets edited or not because I want to get it up in correlation to this. I put a lot of time and effort into it, so uh, I'd really appreciate it if you went and gave it a read. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. That we are at Game Sharks. Pod- I think Game Sharks Podcast on Instagram. You can find us there. I created an amazing picture uh, using the the conspiracy theory. It's always sunny meme. Uh, <laughs> so you're gonna have. To- hey, speaking of that, I'm just. I just started recently watching that, and I'm like finally seeing all these memes come to life in the show it's like oh shit that's where that's from that's so anyway from. i started blasting that's just <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. so wa- check us out on instagram look for that the ga- or game sharks podcast on instagram and you can email us game sharks podcast at yahoo.com send us any questions you have any comments about final fantasy any trivia questions you may have uh tell not- us how big you're gonna make your nuts in uh cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> yeah <laughs> let me know <laughs> Not even going to be able to walk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. That wraps Giving up. Dragon Ball a whole new meaning. <laughs> that wraps hey. us up here. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about video games. Until Something. then, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, seven oh. seconds. Adios. <laughs>